the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices? I don't have to show you any stinking vices! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. They are so desirous for Hillary Clinton to be president. And when I say they, I mean those in the biased press. It is She speaks, and it's like Moses has sent down the tablets. But but they're her Moses. Uh, Any 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 Democrat to oppose Trump would be their Moses, and they're obsessing. Hillary speaks at this woman's forum. Uh, I'll I'll get it to here in a minute, folks, and we'll and we'll on the flip around. We'll hear what they're all talking about on the Chris Salcedo Show. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. I don't think I'm alone. I think the rest of the country, too, just doesn't want to hear from Hillary Clinton anymore. I, I, even Democrats don't want to hear from Hillary Clinton anymore. We are the antidote here to the basket of bias press, the Brian Williams press, as it were. Catching up with the show on social media is easy to do. On Facebook, you can catch up with the Chris Salcedo Show. Just type in the Chris Salcedo Show in the search bar and you will find us. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S. S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X as in Texas. Uh, go to theblaze.com and that's where you can listen to theblaze.com slash radio. That's for on, uh, actually not on demand, but actually live listening, on demand listening, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Make sure to download the handy dandy smartphone apps for the Blaze Radio and Blaze TV. Uh, Blaze Radio smartphone app on I and the iHeart Radio app available for you. One more destination I have. Again, we make it very easy for you to find content here on the Blaze Radio Network. Just go to theblaze.com and find the channels section. And when you click on channels, make sure you follow all my pals there and um, your liberty-loving Latino. All right, uh, let's. I'm gonna before they get off this topic, I want to hear what they're saying about Hillary Clinton over at the Clinton News Network, the leader of the basket of bias, CNN. Uh, characteristically Hillary Clinton to me. I wonder if you think so as well, Jeff, that she was talking about seeing this problem of not great cell phone coverage in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. But on that trip, I remember there just was a different feeling from people in the area. And that was something that was missed. There was really, uh, especially in areas where there wasn't something organized and we were traveling through, you just got a sense that there wasn't that support. The other thing was the emails. She mentioned it in the context of Jim Comey. Mm-hmm. There is no Jim Comey 
pertaining to emails without the emails, without her setting up or at thing. least uh, going along with her emails being set up the way they were, the private server, the private email right. address when she was secretary. That's a fair point. I mean, she she's out there. She was asked about, you know, about the she says she would have been if the election had been held on October 27th, she would be president, she says, at this women's <laughs> forum. <laughs> well, but it wasn't. You know, if if frogs had wings, they wouldn't bump their rear end every time they jumped. Right? <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if Hillary Clinton hadn't put the nation's security at risk because she was so secretive and so distrustful and not wanting people to see her shady dealings, uh, she might not have had the entire email scandal. So tons of ifs there. If she had been halfway honest with the American people, if she hadn't, um, there's a, there's a piece out there today. Where is this Washington post? I think it was. Yeah, it was the Washington post. There was some internals done from the Democrat party. They, they asked the number one reason why Trump won. And because uh, hold on a second, who wrote this plum, the plum line. It's an opinion piece by Greg Sargent. Uh, one finding of the poll stands out. A shockingly large percentage of the Obama-Trump voters. Now, these are folks who voted for Trump, but had previously voted for Obama. Why weren't they voting for Hillary? Trump voters said Democrats' economic policies favor the wealthy. That's why they voted for Trump. That's, that's Hillary Clinton's party. Barack Obama's party, the party of the rich. And that's why they went with every man, Donald Trump. Even though he was a rich guy, he spoke to the everyman. Let's go to MSNBS. Honest with you, in the time that I have been at the mm -hmm. White House, certainly with the previous administration, I've never seen anything quite like that. Uh, the, the level of frustration uh, against the Democrats, he didn't use the word liar, but clearly he was saying that they have repeatedly lied about what is in this budget. And then after that, they just left. Sean Spicer didn't brief, so we didn't get anything on the call with Putin. We didn't get anything on where the White House yeah, thinks we are. Budget Director Mike Mulvaney was in the White House today, uh, handled the press briefing. I, I, I knew he was in there. I thought that uh, Sean Spicer was going to continue to take questions, and I, I tuned out after watching a little bit of Mulvaney's comments. i got to be honest with you, folks. I, I tuned out Mick Mulvaney. I, um, I'm so done with, with being lied to. Um, I'm so done with being told, that, oh, no, 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 this is a good thing. There's lots of wins in here. For, th there's, look, there are no wins in there for us. For we conservatives inside of this budget, it's uh it's not uh, I, I, they got me doing it now. Dang it, it's not a budget. It's they, they don't budget anymore. They, there's nobody responsible up on Capitol Hill. This is an overspending bill, not a spending bill, an overspending bill. Um, I heard I flipped across the the dial that I heard uh, Mike Pence, the Vice President of the United States, on with uh, on with Rush Limbaugh. And I stayed for a, uh, a couple of minutes uh, to hear basically the vice president putting lipstick on a pig. This is there. There were no wins for conservatives. There was no fiscal restraint. This was a massive win for Democrats. Now, there, there, there was an increase in military spending. But why do I have to why do I have to convince Democrats and why do I have to justify to Democrats protecting the country? And how can they hold the national security interests of the United States hostage so they can continue to overspend and overspend and 
to me, that, that should be something we should all agree on, is military spending. Making sure that our military is the biggest and the baddest and unchallengeable around the globe because I think we do it right. And uh, well, apparently, liberals don't share my assessment. But anyway, this whole idea that, oh, this, there, there, were, there were victories for us, I'm, it doesn't wash. And I'll probably get into this tomorrow we have coming on the program, uh, the chairman of Ways and Means, Kevin Brady. And I, a, a lot of folks have reached out to me via email saying, you, you got to rake him over the coals. You got you to gotta bash him. You got you to gotta tell him. About Why am I going to do that? He's one guy with one vote. There are, some, there are some basic questions that I have for Kevin Brady about how much is known up on Capitol Hill about what it is they're doing. How much is known? Uh, we did uh, list on the Chris Salcedo Show Facebook page the consequences of the last, uh, the last three years of spending. Fiscal years 2015, fiscal years 2016 and 2017, now with this $1.1 trillion few months that we're going to be spending. And it, it, it's, a, it's a consistent increase from $3.8 trillion to 3.85 trillion to 4 4.15 trillion. Let me ask you this. How many of you folks are getting raises like that every single year? I'm not. You're not. And why is it that this government gets and, and, and even with that increased money that it's taking from us, they still overspend. Right now there is a record amount of money liberated from the free economy into government where they allege that uh, they're going to spend it better than we can. And I've never bought it. Never bought it. Let's get out to, uh, what is this? Uh, Fox Business. Oh, they're going to a commercial. <laughs> Forget about it. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Joe Wilson, the famous You Lie guy, uh, is on C-SPAN right now talking about, oh, sanctions against North Korea. Eight to three for their recent ballistic missiles and called for the consideration of all available sanctions. Since then, North Korea has continued testing missiles and released yet another propaganda video. This one simulating the destruction of American troops, aircraft and warships, and even the U.S. Capitol building. All right. I, I like this. I, before, I think it was Elliot Engel who was speaking before. Congressman Joe Wilson here decrying the the communist North Koreans and the threats that to the United States they're making with nuclear weaponry. I'm all fine for that. You know what I'm really ticked off about today? I was reading this on ABC earlier. Congress is pulling up the CEO of United Airlines up onto Capitol Hill to grill him, to berate him. And my question is why? Why? Now, I understand that the airlines are heavily regulated. Does that give you an excuse as a lawmaker to pull up a, an individual who runs a private company? And this private company made some pretty bad decisions, and you're going to rake them over the coals to what, for, to what end? To make yourselves look good? That Congress has a, a higher approval rating than United Airlines? That's not hard to do. Um. One more. I, I, it just drives me nuts, folks. That just drives me nuts. I don't, I, I don't want Congress to pull up a, a 
member of the private sector because he's not running his co- his company correctly. I don't let let the free market take care of that. I don't. That's not Congress's business. Now, if he's if he's killing folks because of his negligence, okay, but he's not. They just got raked over the coals for millions of dollars by this guy that they they lugged off the air the airplane because they. They suck. The United, and United Airlines will not reverse their policy of overbooking. So they're going to set themselves up for failure in the future. And I say, let them. If United Airlines wants to shoot itself in the foot and say that, you know, fly somebody else because we suck, let them. It's none of Congress's business. Let's go to Fox. More Republican members saying they are no on this health care bill, including Fred Upton of Michigan, Billy Long of Missouri. The more no's you get, the path to 216 votes to pass it in the House becomes more difficult. Now, the, the repeal that isn't repeal of Obamacare. I'm so done with that, too, folks. Just done with it. Uh, Mike Pence was on with Rush today and basically said, what we're seeing is the beginning of the end of Obamacare. That's his way of saying this bill will not fully repeal Obamacare. So my question is, why do it? Why do it? There wasn't a phase in of Obamacare. They imposed it, bam, right on us. Why can't we get rid of it? The same, the same mechanism they imposed on us. Not sure why. It was imposed the reconciliation. Why can it not be repealed the reconciliation? And it, and well, the simple answer, not to get too complex or into the weeds on this, is that once there is a government program, it's incredibly hard to get rid of it. And um, that's why we say it's better not to put the government program into place to begin with. Uh, the Chris Salcedo show axiom goes like this. Best not to give the government more power lest it be abused. Because guess what, folks? It always will be. Oh, little long. I'll be right back. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Only on The Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. You know, there was a there's a story that we were covering yesterday. It was part of the breaking news element of what was going on yesterday. A live shooter in in Dallas, Fort Worth. There was a stabbing guy, uh, a stabber, a mass stabbing going on at U- the University of Texas at Austin, which is the state's capital. What didn't get reported, there there are several accounts that the individual who stopped the stabber at the University of Texas, Austin, was a concealed carry holder. A good guy with a gun. Oddly enough, 
the basket of biased press wasn't too eager to report that fact. Wonder why. Wonder why. Uh, okay, let's get to, uh, if you guys are watching Fox News, you now know that what's happening, speaking of Texas, in that state is now making national news. That The state of Texas is about ready to pass a law. And all of you out there who are in, in states that are really accommodating to illegal aliens and illegal alien felons, listen up. Uh, the state of Texas is about ready to pass a law that will punish Democrats, basically. That's who we're talking about. Democrats who run interference for illegal alien felons so they won't be deported by ICE. Here's Doug McElway doing the reporting. Tensions over Texas's SB4, the toughest anti-sanctuary bill in the country, erupted at the governor's office today. Protesters staged a sit-in over the bill that would allow Texas law enforcement to question anyone's immigration status, even during a simple traffic stop. It would also allow any police chief, sheriff, or mayor who failed to follow federal immigration law to be fined and even jailed. It can expose them to very high fines, about $25,000 per day. Uh, it can expose them to jail time for any sheriff or any other official who, who adopts a sanctuary city policy. Yeah, that's uh, that's the best part of the whole law. Is that you find, and you know what this is this this bears pointing out that other states, if this is successful, that other states would would want to follow suit because you would finally be able to bring accountability to your Democrats. Now Republicans don't believe in violating the law. They don't believe in in making life easy on illegal alien felons. There was an arrest today of 175 illegal aliens, criminal illegal aliens, across five states, 97 of them in the great state of Texas. Now, these were little buttercups um, that did just, you know, harmless things. You know, they were just looking for a better life when they were committing sex crimes against children. They were just looking for a better life when they were murdering folks. They're MS-13 gang members, many of them. And you might want to ask yourself, well, wait a minute. If they're MS-13 gang members with, with crimes of murder and uh, sex against children, why were they on the streets? Well, it was because during the era of Obama, Democrats were releasing these, people's left, these people left and right onto the streets. So, so because here it is, folks, libs are so terribly afraid of a slippery slope. If we start deporting illegal alien felons, we might deport the other illegals, too. So they're willing to put illegal alien felons back uh, out there on the street to victimize Americans. And that's why you're hearing them caterwaul so, so loudly to stop bills like what's happening in Texas. Policy. Those provisions could make for reluctant enforcement of laws that are already on the books. Police chiefs in Dallas, Houston, Austin, Arlington, Fort Worth, and San Antonio oppose the bill, writing in a joint op-ed, quote, this will lead to distrust of police and less cooperation from members of the community. If you're what members of the community? Illegal aliens? Uh, see, that, that's the problem I have with these police chiefs. They, they must be accepting that illegal aliens... Uh, are going to be a part of our way of life because the feds have not done their job for the last 40 years. So given that, we're just going to accept it. And uh, it's going to make our life harder, uh, our lives harder if illegal aliens aren't more cooperative. 
the community. If you're faced with answering one question from a law enforcement officer that's going to separate you from your children and your family, then you're either going to run or you're going to fight. And Texas is a good place to get a gun pretty cheap. Supporters suggest that argument is disingenuous, citing Department of Homeland Security crime statistics. Just for Texas since 2011 through January of this year, we've arrested over 212,000 criminal aliens. We've charged them with over 566,000 crimes, including 1,150 43 murders, 6,000 sexual assaults, 67,000 drug offenses, 67,000 burglaries, over 500 kidnappings. Legislators debated the bill all night last week. Emotions overflowed in and outside the chambers, with opponents accusing supporters of backing a racist, quote, show me your papers bill. Can any liberal call up the program right now and tell me what race illegal is? Go ahead. Just any one of you liberals out there opposing the rule of law, tell me what race is affected by the enforcement of the rule of law. It's it's racist to enforce the law. You've got to, these, these, I swear these libs are out of their minds, folks. Uh, we'll talk about this coming up next with Ruben Navarrete Jr., nationally syndicated, most widely read, nationally syndicated Latino writer, and we'll ask him what he thinks about Texas's efforts to get right with the law. The Chris Salcedo Show. We'll be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, folks, we'll get to our interview at the top of the hour with Ruben Navarrete Jr. I, I spoke to him earlier today, and uh, I, I want you guys to hear the interview in its entirety. And it, we, we, we talked, we debated an awful long time because as you, as well, one of the things that we're going to debate, which you're going to hear, is that Ruben Navarrete Jr. doesn't believe that sanctuary cities exist. He believes it's a fallacy. <laughs> it's like... Man, uh, th- that's weird because the, the, these these sanctuary policies, whether in cities or counties, implemented by Democrats, I mean, they're 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 killing folks. I mean, Kate Steinley, County of San Francisco, had had uh, the illegal alien felon, multiple time deportee in custody. Feds said, "Hey, hold him for us." They didn't let him out, and he went out and killed killed a girl, an American citizen. So that that's it's one thing not to have your local cops getting involved in policing illegal aliens. It's quite another thing when your cops and your city take an active role in protecting illegal aliens from deportation. That's a problem. Uh, because that's against the law. And you many of you in in other states, actually all 50 states, there is no law that's on the books right now that that articulates punishment for those elected leaders who do violate the law. And now there will be, at least in one state in Texas. Uh, 888-900-3393, uh, Let's get out to White Plains, New York. Richard, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Chris, how are you? Long time. How you been, man? What's going on? Okay. Um... You know, Chris, I don't want to rub you the wrong way, but let, let me. 
the, the Republicans control the House of Representatives, the Senate, and the presidency. And so, you know, with the Democrats having absolutely no power, it, it just doesn't serve anybody to keep ripping on liberals, okay? It's time to hold the Republicans accountable, okay, for their promises so we don't start heading down the same road we did uh, during the Bush years. And, you know, I'm not even going to go into some of the really stupid things Trump said in his interviews yesterday. I'll, I'll go into the nuts and bolts, uh, you know, some some facts about the budget, okay? It's not a budget. Could, uh, uh, the CR. Okay? Yeah, the, the omnibus, the, the overspending the, the, uh, bill, the yeah, overspending the, the, bill. The continuing nightmare. We haven't had a exactly, budget in three exactly. years. You're right. First off, before, before you go on, let, let, let me, let, let, let's make things a couple of, uh, uh, very clear. First off, I've got planned in the show. I'm going to, I'm going to play some of the nonsensical things that the president had to say <laughs> yesterday and rip him a new one. So don't, don't worry, uh, okay. because, because I, uh, I, I'm just, because, and what really ticks me off is that he gives so much ammunition to his detractors when he says crazy stuff like this. So I, no. I will detail those things coming up. Now, about the budget. There's one thing that I want, this is where I want you to start because you, you introduced some, some, uh, facts that are mostly true but you left out one critical fact about the non-filibuster proof senate and there is no appetite in the senate right now and i kind of see the wisdom in not having this that on judges there's no such thing as filibustering but on everything else there is so right now when it comes to legislation or budgeting the democrats do have power in the senate so go from well, there i i I thought that there was a tool called reconciliation that when anything was related to a budget, that they'd only needed a 51-vote um, majority. They now, could only use that once per fiscal year, and that's going to be saved for when they, when they do this, this Obamacare repeal that's not really repeal. Well, you, you know what, Chris? There, there isn't anything too much bigger than... All right, you're... You're saying they can't. I'm saying they can. I'm saying they can use reconciliation on the on a budget. I I say they could, and they could, like for instance, you know what's funded? No, they can't. Here's, if that's the only thing they're going to be doing that year, but they're going to be doing Obamacare. That's a, you know, if Obamacare wasn't there, then yeah, I I would I would agree with you. And you know what? That might be the agenda that's going forward. Why why they're promising? And I don't believe them for a second, Richard. Like I tell you, I don't believe them for a minute. That they're going to, oh, they're really going to fight when it comes to 2017, 2018 fiscal, fiscal spending. I, 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 I'll believe it when I see it. But at this point, I've been lied to and uh, by so much by by the Republican Party and and never told the truth by Democrats. I'm a little, I'm a little jaded. I don't mind telling you. Well, it, it, they don't even even if they do filibuster. Okay, the the probably the next biggest hoax um, to climate change is the repercussions of a government shutdown, okay? Um, it, you know, if you look it up, even USA Today, which is no conservative publication, uh, ran an article that said, what will be funded? Um, you know, I mean, 90-something percent uh, uh, of, of your federal uh, services will remain in place. And, Chris, remember the last time the government shut down? It was um, the... Uh, Oh, I forget the name of it. 
Well, look, look, you know what? Trump's out there today tweeting that we need a government shutdown, and he's looking ahead to uh, the seventeen eighteen battle in well, September. Well, he could have done it. Well, you know what? A lot of people are asking that question. Why not now? I mean, the Democrats aren't going to get any more reasonable in a few months. <laughs> I mean, they're going to. As a matter of fact, there's 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 sufficient enough uh, justification, Rich, to say that the Democrats, as they get closer to an election, are going to get more unreasonable and more uh, wanting to to stifle any governance of this country to prove that, that Donald Trump is a buffoon and can't govern. So, I mean, they're going to be even more intransigent come September, October, yes? Um, well, I, I just, I, I, I guess so, Chris. I'm just, I'm just saying that, you know... No, I'm actually I, agreeing I with you. I'm actually agreeing with you. Why not now? I don't understand how this budget funds refugee resettlement, uh, sanctuary cities, Planned Parenthood, increased spending of the arts. I mean, you know, he he, he funded everything, and now he's saying we should have a government shutdown, and he could put an end to the myth that a government shutdown is the end of the world, but he doesn't. I mean, I can't, you know, Chris, I just, I don't know what to think. Yeah, well, I I know what to think. Uh, The Democrats, when... You know, and I heard, who was it? It was, uh, what's this guy's name? Charlie, Charles Lane. Charles Lane from the Washington Post. He was on Fox News basically saying yesterday that this budget is the last of the, a lot of this stuff's already been negotiated. It was negotiated back when Obama was in office. Um, I, I, yeah, I heard and, that. And, I saw the interview, Chris, and then yeah. and then they they went on to say, well, they're going to address it in the next budget cycle. And then somebody else on the panel said, yes, we've heard that before. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, and, and and that's where I am. It's like how many times have we been told by the Republican Party? And you know, when we talk to the the chairman of Ways and Means tomorrow, one of the questions I will ask him is this: How many people do you think, Congressman, are aware? of the perils they're putting in the country the country in by their by their cancerous overspending how how many give me a percentage and I'm including the democrats are aware of the the peril they're placing the country in so and so and then once you give me that then tell me what percentage of the 535 individuals on capitol hill actually give a damn about putting the country in such in such terrible fiscal straits you know like you got maxine waters out there uh, and, and others of her caliber who are dumber than a sack of rocks who probably don't, don't even care about driving this country fiscally into the dirt. Uh, I, and I don't know how many of Congress are of her caliber and her understanding of economics. That, you know, I mean, her, the equivalent is John McCain. I mean, John McCain is just as ignorant of economics as Maxine Waters is. So, again, I, I don't have high hope here. <laughs> Let's, let me just yeah. say that. And you probably, heard it in, in, you, you probably heard it in my voice when we got on the air. It's like, you know, the, the Obamacare thing, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, the, the, this whole budget is dispiriting and disquieting and all of this. Uh, and, and then you've got, you've got Donald Trump who, who is being alleged. Where is this? Hold on a second. Let me just play this for you as soon as I can find it. Where would it go? Uh, this was this was Meet the Press. Uh, Vice President Pence was talking to Meet the Press over the weekend, and the accusation by Chuck Todd is that Trump isn't changing Washington. Washington is changing Trump. Listen to this. 
years, but America's back under President Donald Trump. But in many ways, he's found himself, it's almost like Washington has either moved him or has defeated him so far. Would you accept that? I mean, you look at his positions on NATO or even, even the pullback on NAFTA a little bit, what he has said about China. It's all fallen into the Washington conventional wisdom. Oh, well, you know, all of his examples are insane. You can point to the budget. You can point to uh, the lack of, of uh, preparation on Obamacare, Rich. I just I think that maybe maybe there's a case that's building that Washington has beaten Donald Trump. Um, I well, you know, I, here's here's the my view going into the election. We had eight years of a left-wing ideologue driving the country. Okay, there's no doubt about it. And he, and even though the Democrats have lost elections because of it, their policies are still here. And my. Uh, perspective was that we needed a right-wing ideologue in order to counter, okay, all the ill effects of the Obama administration, and I just don't think we got that. Donald Trump is not a, uh, a right-wing ideologue. He's not, you know, he's, I, I don't know what he is, okay, but, but he's not somebody who has a, uh, uh, how would you say it? He's not a principled conservative, basically. No, 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 he's not. And I I don't know that ideologues, an ideologue was necessarily what we needed. We needed needed a constitutionalist. We needed somebody who made the government do what the government's supposed to, yeah, yeah, made the government do what it was supposed to do. But right now, uh, K Street, the, the special interests, whether they be illegal aliens or whether they be uh, liberal extremists and moneyed interests are getting their way up on Capitol Hill well, to the detriment Chris, to the detriment of the majority of the country. Chris Rand Paul, he already has pointed out two billion dollars in waste, fraud, fraud and abuse. We're not addressing that. We're not addressing anything in entitlement. No entitlement reform whatsoever. And just to kick us in the pants, uh, Trump has this great idea of adding a a tax, you know, a gas tax okay yeah. these, these these are not the principles okay of a of a conservative talk about a non-starter thanks rich appreciate the call man all right uh more coming up on the chris salcedo show folks triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three be right back on the blaze conservative talk radio with spice the chris salcedo show only on the blaze radio network You're listening to the Latino conservative Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't really share your perspective on that. With all due respect, Chuck. Oh, nope. I, mean, I mean, on the international scene, here's a president uh, who said that NATO had to change, that our NATO allies had to begin to step up to begin to share the burden of the cost of our common defense, and they are. You know, I think that was uh, Vice President Pence on on Meet the Press. There, I think there's pretty wide consensus and and among some quarters amazement on how Donald Trump is doing on the international front it's domestic politics where he's he's losing some support what was I reading that today hold on a minute I 
there was a group out there, um, immigration group endorsement Trump. Where was I reading this? I, uh, Pro-Trump PAC rescinds endorsement, according to the Washington Times. It was the Washington Times. Uh, where is it? Uh, political Action Committee that enthusiastically endorsed the candidate Donald Trump in the election revoked its backing on Tuesday today, saying he caved on the most big promises he made on immigration. Americans for Legal Immigration PAC said Mr. Trump has yet to cancel President Obama's 2012 deportation amnesty for dreamers, has set the level of refugees too high, and has sent signals through staff that he may eventually be open to legalizing most illegal immigrants. Uh, Well, on that front, legalization with no citizenship, I'm okay with once, once we get the border secure. Once illegal immigration has been brought to an end. But until then, no. We're just going to basically pave the way for anybody who can get here throughout the globe to become citizens of the United States and plug into the entitlement state, which is getting bigger. And that's my, that's an, on the domestic front, all the stuff that this overspending bill, and that's what it is. It's an overspending bill. It's money we don't have. From now on, I want you all to adopt this language when you're talking about this with your friends or if I, maybe you have uh, influence with some members of the media. It is not a budget. It is a continuing resolution slash omnibus overspending bill. Not a spending bill, but an overspending bill. They are spending money we don't have in the United States of America that we did not give them. And that's how we got to look at it. But on on this front, where Mr. Trump has been at it now, two months, a little over two months, uh, there doesn't seem to be sufficient enough speed toward getting things of substance done. As a matter of fact, this the, the first couple of months of this administration have been marred by Republicans shooting at themselves. Not a lot of confidence building there, is there? Back in a minute. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.